Grow marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female, and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion, or the next get rich quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work, and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. If you've been in business for a minute, do you have a plan for profit that won't lead to burnout? I'm sure that you have goals, but what about the big picture view of what'll take to reach them without working yourself into exhaustion? Because that is a different story. One reason having a successful business can be so tricky is that once we finally start getting clients, new problems start to pop up because now you're juggling working on your business while also having to work in it. And it's really easy to lose track of how you can keep all the plates spinning while trying to hit higher revenue months. So usually what ends up happening is you try to create new offers to bring in more money, but then you're super busy creating, promoting, and delivering them, or you're extending your working hours into your personal time and it's making you salty. Or you started dropping some of the plates and it does not feel good at all. And there's zero way it's sustainable either. Or maybe it's a combo of all three. The first step to fixing this is looking at the numbers, but not like a giant overwhelming spreadsheet or anything like that. Just simple data that is the most important for moving the needle forward in a more supportive way. And that is why I have a free workbook and mini training just for you. It really is super quick, super short, but massively impactful on how you'll be able to make profit-based decisions moving forward in your business. And did I mention it's free? I think I did, but it's worth saying again. You can find it all at bit.ly forward slash plan for profit guide. This will be in the show notes as well, but to get the plan for profit guide, all you have to do is go to bit.ly plan for profit guide, all lowercase, all one word, and you will get instant access and be able to see in a overwhelm free way, what the money makeup is for your business and then use that to make your decisions on your next steps. Okay. on to the episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the sell it sister podcast. This is another installment of my on-air coaching series where I bring real humans running businesses on with me, uh, to get some coaching. And I really love doing this for a couple of reasons. 
One is that even if your business is different from my guests business, and chances are it is the things that we discuss in each of these episodes, the questions that people have tend to be very universal, right? They tend to be things that a lot of the people I work with, uh, struggle with when it comes to sales and marketing. I also wanted to do this series because I think it's a really cool way for you to actually get to hear what it would be like to work with me, right? You get a a sense of my approach, my style, my take on things, um, all of that. So if you've been thinking about working with me, hopefully this gives you some better insights. And on this week's episode, I am talking to Billy of Move With Billy. And I know you're really going to resonate a lot uh, in this one with the questions that we go over, um, because it's really about marketing and reaching new clients and keeping your own voice in it. But especially when maybe you don't always feel super confident, you know, being vulnerable, vulnerable, or, um, sharing your own voice or, you know, being, uh, like viewed in your own content, right. It, it can be this very like exposing, um, process and it can feel really hard for, a lot of people. So we do a real, a real deep dive into how they can show up on the gram in a way that feels good and also works, but doesn't feel like it violates any of their personal boundaries. So a little bit about Billy, uh, they started their own business just a little over a year ago. Um, after their jobs closed due to the pandemic, Billy teaches virtual yoga and movement classes that are body neutral and trauma safe. Um, and she also has a series where she is using tools borrowed from yoga and meditation to help support mental health. Very cool. Um, be sure to follow Billy on Instagram and movewithbilly.com. They have a free three day self-care challenge that you can check out there. But, uh, now let's go right on in because we, we actually went over time. We were having so much fun, uh, chatting human first marketing approach. So enjoy. Hey, Billy, welcome to the sell it sister podcast. I'm really excited to get to do this on air coaching with you today. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm yeah. To be here. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, what you do and what some of the things are that you are selling right now, or are like planning to sell within the next few months. So currently I teach mainly virtual yoga and movement sessions. So yoga and workout classes that are trauma-informed and anti-diet, body neutral, body positive, and mainly do virtual classes at the moment. I have a couple of in-person sessions and I do private classes as well as like private events. And I'm planning in the next couple of months to sort of relaunch my series. It was called Supporting Mental Health. I'm thinking of changing the name, but um, otherwise I have some workshop and like virtual retreat ideas, but that's the gist of it. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And, uh, and so usually when you're doing your marketing, then I know you're on Instagram because that's where we connected. Is that primarily where you hang out these days? Yeah, it tends to be Instagram. I have a Facebook page as well. Um, and like a, a newsletter group or whatever you'd call it. Um, but mainly it's Instagram. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Okay. Is that, and is that typically like the people who you see enrolling in your classes and your workshops, are they mostly people that have like found you through Instagram? It tends to be. Yeah. Or people who knew me from my previous teaching placements and their friends that they've that have been referred to me. Oh, cool. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So like in, um, was it places where you used to teach like yoga or movement, like things like that. And then people have just continued to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. The place I taught at before closed and I stayed in touch with a few of the students and they were very kind to join me in my new business. And then they told their friends and that was, which is like the best compliment (laughs) to me really. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Referrals are always like, they, they're just the best. They, it always feels so good. So I know that you are, um, the things that you wanted to be sure, um, you know, to focus on and get some help with are around marketing, um, reaching new clients. Cause obviously those referrals are great, but mm-hmm. like, you know, referrals aren't always a hundred percent predictable. Um, and then being sure to keep your own voice in your marketing. Um, so are there some things already that you have tried and you're like, Oh, I really like this. This feels really good. Or conversely things that you're like, yeah, I know people talk about doing that thing for marketing, but like, it's just not me. And I, I don't want to do that. Um, I've tried, I tried TikTok (laughs) (laughs) though. I feel, I don't, I don't like, I'm already trying. I like, I'm already trying to keep up with Instagram and you know, all the other stuff that like having another thing, unless it's something I can put on both like TikTok and Instagram, it feels like, it feels like too much pressure somehow. Um, so I still have it and I've still uploaded some things, but it's not, I was like, oh, I'm going to, this is going to be a focus. And then very much drop the ball shortly after. Um, I have tried, I have free class cards that I've sort of handed out. Um, I have tried, what else have I tried? Um, I tried Instagram and Facebook ads, but those didn't seem, I mean, it might've been that I wasn't, um, they didn't have all the right stuff put together in terms of how my Instagram looked. Um, and my, I have, wasn't very clear on my branding voice until recently, but those didn't seem to really do much. Like they, my posts would have more views, but not really anything long-term lasting from that. Yeah, that can definitely, uh, like ads can be tricky for sure. And they've gotten a little bit more tricky because of like iOS updates and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Like, I, I mean, I have some clients and some friends who run them, so it's, it's not like they don't work. They definitely, you know, still can, but it can be, uh, it can definitely be a lot harder and it can, yeah. the costs can wrap, can rack up, uh, very quickly. So, yeah. so yeah. Um, okay. Gotcha. And in terms of, uh, like the types of content putting out, obviously TikTok is all video. Um, mm-hmm. but is there like types of content that you enjoy making and, and posting and things like that? And then others that you're like, I don't know, I'm not so into that. Um, there's some that I felt like I 
I don't know how to say it. Like I, there was pressure to do as a, a yoga teacher slash movement instructor on online. Like I, um, there tends to be a lot of posts of like fancy poses or um, that kind of thing to grab attention, but it's not at all um, what I'm wanting. I don't want to be giving that message that that's what I'm all about. Um, I've recently, I had to literally Google what a carousel was, but I Mm -hmm. (laughs) recently did one of those. I think I'd done them before, but I had no idea that's what they were called. Um, And that one was fun. It is a lot. It felt like a lot of work, but it was a new thing for me. Um, I found that helpful because I could re-explain maybe an idea I'd already put out, but in a new format. Yeah. Um, and I had a couple of newsletters that I really liked a lot. So th- that it was kind of helpful to transform that into a carousel as well. Um, some of the videos I like, but then again, like I'm not, I don't want to, to just be dancing or, right. um, I don't know. I don't like, I don't know how to explain it. Cause I, I feel like I'm pretty open to trying a lot of things, but it has to feel like me, not like what a yoga teacher should be doing. Like, yeah, fancy poses, or I'll have some, I have some, definitely some that are more yoga or movement oriented, like poses helping with anxiety or like a sped up class as an example of a new style I'm launching. But um, I don't know that there's much that I'm not like a specific format that I don't like as much as a specific message that I'm not wanting to portray. If that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Cause I've, um, I've actually had several clients, uh, who have are yoga instructors and usually like something else, um, or have been yoga instructors. And, um, my friend Kristen and I used to joke, um, we would call it like shirtless handstand yoga. Cause there was this <laughs> guy in the place where I used to live, where Kristen also lives, where, um, he like lived and taught in the area for a while. And it was very much the, like his whole Instagram was just like, you know, shirtless handstand yoga. And so, (laughs) yes, no, completely. Um, and when you said like you right at the end there, you said something about like, your like the message that like not being the message you want to get across. And I know that, you know, we're also talking about like brand voice and not like losing Mm -hmm. your brand voice. So you said that you've, gotten some more clarity on that recently. So do you want to share about that? Like sort of what is the the message that you really do want to make sure is true in your content? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I recently did a course or workshop with Jillian Murphy of food, freedom, body love. Oh, I love I her. her. <laughs> Amazing. She's literally changed my life multiple times. Um, I did her find your unique brand voice course and was such an eye-opening experience for me personally, but also as a brand, I, I, she talked a lot about archetypes and branding archetypes. And I had to reflect on it a little bit, but I sort of figured out my archetypes, which was interesting because they're different from the sort of ones that I was told I was supposed to be either from being like how I was raised or, you know, just being a yoga teacher Mm -hmm. and in that world for a while um my main one is like the rebel the caretaker is the second one and then uh the regular folk just Mm -hmm. essentially like wanting everyone to feel included so Mm -hmm. I think that it's definitely an 
a, like a exciting, but uncomfortable, scary territory, uncomfortable because it's something I've wanted to like let out of myself for a long time, but it's such a new place to step into that. It feels a bit scary. Cause it's definitely like, um, like very much like I'm here to be seen and be heard and to make a difference. And it means a lot to me. So it's a very exciting, but scary, <laughs> scary, yeah. place, scary place, which I think is a fun place to be as an instructor as well, because like I grew, I mean, obviously I've been in the yoga fitness world for a while now, both as a student and as a teacher. And there's, I sort of have been shown this story of like spiritual bypassing or like feel good only or good vibes only Mm -hmm. culture and diet culture being in those spaces. And it felt very wrong. And it felt like I almost had to be quiet about it. And it's been really cool to be in like a business owner and have this sort of revelation that I can loudly say like, Hey, this is, this is my belief. This is what I like. I want everyone to feel included and I'm not going to put any shoulds all over your practice. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, and yeah, I I'm so glad that you got to work with Jillian cause she is just a, a true delight and incredible person. Um, but yeah, that, that definitely sounds like that is your, like you're very clear on your truth and the role that you want your business to play within the, like the larger industry that you, that you operate in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely say, you know, keep infusing your work with that. So, um, it's interesting actually, like, uh, as we're recording this tomorrow is another group coaching call in my rebellious success program. And so we're rounding out our first month and the first month is all about truth And, uh, one thing that I always like to remind people of is that, uh, our truth is sort of like the, the merging of like what we stand for the unique, uh, way that we like approach the thing that we're doing, the kind of impact that we want to make who we want to be working with. Like it's all of those really core foundational things. And, Mm -hmm. and also it can feel scary because for usually the people who uh, end up being my clients and, and who I like work with and, and even just like friends and collaborators and stuff online is that they tend to be kind of more like disruptors, right? Like they're trying to, or Mm -hmm. they're pushing against the status quo. They're trying to do something different and it can feel very scary because the other way is even if it's not good, it's proven that it works, right? It's, it's, there's proven success there. And so to kind of go against the grain of that can often feel like, oh my gosh, is this going to work? Am (laughs) I going to totally fail? Like, is this, you know, but I will say that like the, the kind of hope on the other side of that is Um, when somebody has a different message, uh, it's almost like, I kind of think of it as like a, like a lighthouse or like a bat signal. Right. So Mm. for the people who just want very traditional, like thin white woman yoga, like that whole vibe, 
like, yeah, they might scroll past. They might not give you like a follow or a like or whatever, but that's fine. Like you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't need those people, but for all the other people who are perfectly aligned to you, uh, they will actually be able to like, your truth will sort of be that bat signal. And they will be like, oh my gosh, like I, I didn't know that there was another way, or I, I thought that there could be, but I haven't really found somebody that I like vibe with. Right. Mm, um, yeah. and I actually like TikTok is kind of my end of the day, like wind down and, and I have ended up finding some amazing people that just come up on my for you page that are more similar to the work that you are doing. And it's really cool. Like I stop, I pay attention. Sometimes I follow their page, you know, and, and because it is that, that different approach, they are saying something different or they are advocating for something different that also feels very aligned with like who I am and my values and and things like that. So Mm -hmm. that's the one side of it that I would say. Yeah. I do like, I've done a similar thing with TikTok and I find that there's, I found people on there that I'm like, oh, I feel so seen by this person Mm -hmm. because of their experiences with, with, you know, whatever day-to-day thing. Um, I think maybe that's part of, like part of my hesitation is like that, like really being seen in that way. Cause it's a different way. And I don't know. I mean, I feel a little out of the loop a bit too. Like, I don't know if I'm supposed to approach these things with like a specific filter, like not literal filter, but right. specific, um, filter or whatever, or if I can just record, uh, you know, whatever I'm feeling like recording or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it totally, it totally does. Yeah. So I will, so in a second, I'll talk about like actual like how to plant, kind of plan it and like make things work together. But one thing I wanted to add to, um, is in like in sharing kind of your, your truth, like in your brand and all of that, part of that is also like just the other things about you that make you, you. And I don't mean having to share everything under the sun. What I mean is like, if there's some other, uh, thing that, you know, you love or you're interested in, like, I'm, I'll just use a random one. Like, let's say you're like obsessed with plants, right? If, if you periodically are kind of like organically infusing that in, it gives a more three dimensional view of who you are. And it makes people feel more connected, right? Especially other people who are like, oh my gosh, I, I really love plants too. And, or like, they'll see maybe like a funny meme about somebody who has too many plants and they'll send it to you in a DM, right. They'll like forward it Mm. from somebody else's account. So this is something that I think, um, it's, it's kind of funny because it's, it's very, it's just very human. It's like kind of in the way that we, uh, respond to like storytelling and stuff like that. Like, you know, we, by nature, like we are meant to, um, you know, kind of like be in like community in conversation, like, uh, in relation with each other. And part of how we do that is by like, when we find these, these like quirky little bits of ourselves that somebody else also has, it's almost like an instant affinity. Like, 
so I have people all the time who will send me like things about like Lord of the Rings. Right. And, and they also love Lord of the Rings and it's just, it's fun because it's like, yes, we might have overlap in the realm of business or other things, but it's like a human connection bond that is outside of the realm of like what we do for money. Right. So I find that like often it can feel very flat and hollow when we think about, you know, being on IG or being on TikTok or being wherever we're showing up, it can feel very one dimensional. Like, oh, I have to have this like perfectly crafted post that gets somebody to purchase, but also like infusing our humanness into it is, is smart marketing as well. Mm -hmm. So don't feel like you, you can't do that. Um, and then in terms of like actually planning it out. So because you already have like the newsletter and, and all of that, I, I never, I'm always an advocate for simplicity. So I would say, um, you have like your free opt-in, uh, so periodically, if you just create content that then leads people like that, the next logical step would be to download the Mm opt-in. Um, that is one way that you can plan out content. So depending on how frequently you want to post, uh, it, it could be like once a week or once like every two weeks or something where you have a piece of content and then your call to action is like, go to the link in my bio. I have this free download. And then that way they move onto your list and they can get your newsletter and they can be notified if you have something new that you're offering or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, just to, just to like, kind of, uh, it's always sort of helpful to move people from one place to another place. So if you can think of like, you know, kind of wherever you are showing up to do your marketing, it's like, you're, you're always trying to move people through an ecosystem. So if they're following you on social, they then, you know, move, they can be moved to your list. If you're, if they're on your list, but maybe not following you on social, move them back over there or move them to, you know, a free or a low cost workshop or training or whatever it is, because the more that people can like kind of see us and engage with us and it, it builds that trust that then leads people to purchase or to, you know, continually purchase depending on the nature of our business. Um, Mm -hmm. and the other thing I would say is that you are spot on with like what you said about the carousel is rather than always thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to create this fresh brand new thing. Think about the, the other ways that you can put out that same information, right? So you're, because also different people engage with different types of content and, you know, there's always, we always have to factor in that not every single person is seeing every single thing that we put out usually. Um, so if you do a reel or, you know, if, if it's on TikTok and then you transfer it over to Instagram for reels, uh, can what you put in there also be made into a carousel where you're like explaining out kind of step-by-step what you've done, or Mm -hmm. can it be in a static post or, um, 
or even in your stories, like, can you leverage your stories to have a broader conversation around something? So if you're, if you have a static post or real or carousel about, let's say like the holidays are coming up, right? So if it's, um, Maybe it's like, I mean, gosh, there's like so many things to do with holidays. There could be like overstimulation, (laughs) depression, Mm -hmm. anxiety, you know, boundaries, communication. I mean, like the sky is kind of the limit with the holidays as far as like triggers go. Um, But, you know, can you then like go into your stories and since stories are a little bit more they sort of lend themselves naturally to like communication, conversation, engagement, things like that. Like, can you bring the conversation into the stories Mm -hmm. where you're really like, um, utilizing things like the poll sticker or the question sticker, or, you know, things like that to actually like, like I always view it as like having a real conversation with the people who are, are following along. Um, And I, and I almost think that like, this feels more again, more human because it's not just this like static feed post where you're like, I hope people comment or whatever. It's like, you're actually engaging in a dialogue and then it can be interesting to see like questions or comments or concerns or things that your audience reflects back to you can Mm -hmm. actually serve as inspiration for future marketing. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. 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 So is that something that like, like right now in terms of with stories, cause I know for like, I don't, I'm not necessarily in stories every day. Like I, with, like with American Thanksgiving and stuff, like I took some time off and, hmm. um, haven't really been, I would say like I posting a little bit, but not, not like the talking head in stories, right? Like I sort of trying to protect my energy a bit more. And, um, and so I wasn't doing that, but now I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm kind of in back in the the workflow and I'll be back to it. But is that something like, do you, when you're in stories, do you, um, often like do more of the, like, talking with caption style thing, like, or, or is it more just like sharing other people's content or tell me a little bit about that? Um, I feel like I do a bit of a mixture. I, I don't know how long ago, a couple of weeks ago, maybe (laughs) started to also sort of let it be more fun. So that, Mm -hmm. cause I was feeling like, you know, I have another job as well as this. And it's sometimes just like, I don't have I don't always have like, I don't know, helpful tips or yeah. things to share that are, it's like insightful. So I started doing, like, I think I did a, would you rather just like random, like, cause I love that game when I was a kid or I don't know what the other one's called. Like never have I ever, or oh, uh-huh. um, I did, I found this old on my old phone. I found a folder of memes that I guess I screenshotted like six years ago <laughs> and I was sharing those. Um, and so having it be a little bit more fun so that I could see, it was like a little, it was quite fun for me to see like, um, in, like how people, I don't know, saw some of it was like about Marvel or like, do you like Halloween or Christmas or that kind of thing? It's, I found it very fun to get to know people in that way. Yeah. Um, I do definitely share like other people's content when I 
see it um, and I that, and I find it inspiring. And then I sometimes do have like talking with captions, but I found that similar, not, not that it's been Thanksgiving in Canada, but I found that with all the things I'm juggling, sometimes I don't feel like called to, to talk on stories. Yeah. Um, I will sometimes when it, when I feel like I could just get like this inspiration too, but I tried to let that go, let that pressure go so that it could be more fun and like more like a conversation about whatever rather mm-hmm. than, and I found that, um, I was having a lot more conversations with people that way as well. Yeah, I love that. That's, that's actually perfect. And I would say too, one thing I do sometimes if I'm like, to, if I don't have the energy to actually talk with captions, um, I will just like take a selfie and then, uh, you know, post like text over it or Mm -hmm. take a picture of like, I don't know, whatever is like in front of me, you know, in my house. And then like something like that, because yeah, sometimes I'm just like, I have something I want to say, but like, I don't, I don't have the like get up and go to be like, yeah, it's like, it takes like a different, like energetic level for sure. Um, and I def, I try to like honor that, but I love that. And I would say that is really, um, something I've been talking to my, my clients a lot about and, and everything is just the, that idea of forming relationships and, and like having fun as well. Like to me that, and even how you said, like you were, had like memes and Marvel and, and all of that, like that goes back to the pulling in like totally unrelated things that are just interesting Mm -hmm. to you to show like the, the full, like 360 view of, of like who you are as a human. Mm Um, and like you said, just to like have that engagement of like getting to know who is following you, that is super, super, super important because again, it it humanizes them to you, right? Like you get to see a more 360 view of who they are as well. And I actually think that like when we approach social media like that, like that it doesn't have to be serious all the time. And I, things don't, to your point about, do I have to plan it or can I just post like, it doesn't always have to be like super calculated content plan, like rigid. I, I do think that the more that we actually can utilize it in the way that it was originally intended, which was to like, as like a broader sort of communication and relationship building tool, mm. like the more that we can, can go back to that. I feel like a, the less burnt out we get on social because, uh, we aren't hyper fixated on like, did I say that right? Is this converting? You know, obviously conversions are important. Like we all need to make money, but I feel like the more that we can remember that, like, just because something doesn't have a lot of comments or likes, like it doesn't mean that people aren't silently watching and like lurking and paying attention. Um, and also the more that we can really emphasize like what feels good for us, like what, um, what is the type of content that we feel valuable, like that feels valuable to us to put out, not just like a, 
I think I need to put out three tips. So here are my three tips. (laughs) And then like, and then really focusing on taking the time to build those relationships in the DMS is so crucial. And it, it is like my one, I don't usually make like marketing predictions, but my one prediction for next year is that, um, relationship building will be like more important than ever. So for 2022, Mm -hmm. that is my, like, that's my, my thing, because I think that with a lot of those iOS changes and stuff, again, not to say that like, you know, people will still be spending tons on ads next year. That's not going away anytime soon. Um, but I think especially for small service-based entrepreneurs, like people who aren't necessarily aiming for like seven figure course creating businesses, right. With tons of passive revenue, when it's a lot more of like a one-to-one or like a small scale one-to-many taking the time to build those holistic real relationships is Mm. going to, I, I think be the biggest, uh, game changer for people. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It feels a lot more uh, it feels better as a, as a business owner as well to be connected with the people who I'm seeing in my business. Yeah. Because I think at this point we are a little bit like, or maybe a lot of bit like content fatigued, mm-hmm. right? Like unless something like, especially for stuff that is a kind of a lot of the like same old, same old. Yeah. Um, it starts to just all kind of become vanilla and like blurs into the background. Um, which isn't to say I'm also not an advocate of people then swinging too hard the other way to like absolutely burn themselves out on creating the most unique content possible 24, seven, 365. Like that's not mm-hmm. sustainable either. Mm-hmm. But I think that that is where like that happy medium of like melding, like your, your unique truth, like your unique brand voice and what you find valuable and what you would feel proud to put out there. And also like weaving in your humanness and taking the time to engage with other people's humanness. I think that is like the perfect storm because, you know, anyone can make a Canva graphic and like put up uplifting quote in Canva in your branding elements and post it. But like, that's nobody can have the same exact conversation and like personal experience with you as having Mm -hmm. the actual personal experience with you. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It feels like a little bit relieving because I, like I very much jumped into this because I didn't like having a business because I did, I did not plan on having one. I did. I mean, I don't think any of us planned on the past two years happening. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Um, Not that I like regret it. It was like the best thing. One of the best things I've ever done for sure. Top three, but there's definitely been moments where I've stopped and been like, hold on. Like, am I doing this right? Like, am I like, do I have to be like fancy and have like all these professional Canva things? And like, don't get me wrong. I've gotten much better at using Canva, but I don't have the, you know, the energy to have like do again, goes back to like what I feel like I'm supposed to be 
as a business owner. Like, I don't want to, as you put it, I think like, I don't want to be the sleazy salesman. I don't want to, you know, um, show any sort of like false perfection or um, like fake me. Yeah. But there's moments where I'm like, am I like, should, is that the way that I should be going for marketing or? Yeah. And I think, I think that that's where it, like, it really does come back to like your truth and what you stand for, because you're not, if you were trying to replicate everything that you hate about your industry, (laughs) Mm -hmm. then yes, like, you know, perfect filters or like adding filters to like perfectly crafted photography and, you know, like gorgeous flat lays with, uh, you know, like, like all of the very like shiny glossy, like, um, kind of what we think of as like Instagram influencer esque, like if that was your whole shtick, if you were like, yeah, I'm just going to be like a celebrity, like yoga person, or I want to get like, um, what's the, you know, like, like influencer, like affiliate ad, like ad partnership, like stuff like that. Right. Like, um, where somebody has a company has paid you X amount of money to have like a a sponsored post. Like if if that was your end goal, then it's like, yeah, you kind of have to play that game, but that's Mm -hmm. not your end goal. So, the people who are going to resonate with you don't want that anyway. Like they want to see, or which thank God, right? Like they, yeah. so it's like, <laughs> yeah, I could take the pressure off because yeah. they want to see a real human. And I think that the best thing, um, that any of us can do is that is to have in thinking about our marketing is to keep a congruency of, like if this person paid and showed up to my class, are they going to get a different version of me than the one that they invested in online? And mm-hmm. if the answer is no, you're doing a great job. Like, awesome. <laughs> uh, if, if the answer is yes, like that's usually where that, that like trust begins to erode and where a lot of right. the, you know, some of the problems of the online space have happened is because people assume one thing from people's marketing and then they get on the inside and they're like, wow, bummer. I feel like mm-hmm. I was taken for a ride. Like, um, but when there is that congruency, then it makes them feel like safe. It's like, oh, I, I really can trust this person. Cause they weren't just being glossy to get my money. Like this is actually who they are. And now I feel even better about continuing to patronize their business, refer other people to them, share their work, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. So I know we went a little over time, but did you have anything else before we hop off? Um, I don't think so. No, thank you so much for, for having me and this is awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. It's, it's been so fun to, to do these conversations. So thank you for yeah. coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the sell it sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. 
and then head on over to sellitsisterhood.com to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too, okay? Now get out there and sell it, sister.